When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's White Boy Chris. If the Pat Downs ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. I'm here with Dion and Chris, and we're talking about raccoon with black kids. And sex swings. (laughs) (laughs) Swing sex. I don't don't know if I told you this, but we was at a game yesterday, and guess who was in front of me in line? Herschel Walker. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Herschel Walker. So he walked over to this one kid, and one kid, I was like, don't talk to that cone. Oh no! no, no. no. I thought we were gonna get out of this episode without saying that. (laughs) Don't don't do that! Don't do that! And and then I noticed a lot of people at the game walking around. Run, uh, run, Husha, run! I said, "Yep, run where, Husha? You can't run. (laughs) Run and take care of them kids. You're not claiming no goofy motherfucker. Goofy ass, no debating ass motherfucker. You don't want if Husha walk with the baby like this." <laughs> they got air, so you know it's breathing. Like, what are you talking about? Can I interest you in voting for Chase Oliver? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? The Libertarian. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chase got no fans. <laughs> he might somewhere. Should have played football. <laughs> yeah, Should have had some illegitimate children. And then yeah, said, fuck he this he country. He was right in front of me. And he going to look back. I was like, mm, I ain't that nigga. I ain't that nigga. I am not that nigga. No. Not a million years, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a strong strong vote for, uh, uh, what's his, who's the? Raphael Warner. Yeah, Warner. Raphael Warner. Hell yeah. I'm going, I'm going Tuesday and get my license switched over so I can fucking vote for Raphael Warner. I did not realize he is the preacher of Ebenezer that MLK preached at. Until we went there when I came inside. I didn't either. You telling us too. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. We don't do no church. We don't do no church. The more power to you. One off. I'm going to vote for you. You got my vote. Harry Warnoff. Harry Warnoff. We're not voting for no fucking dummies. <laughs> Hell no. No hushing. I read better than hushing. Hushing said the Chinese people were stealing our air. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> Y'all stay tuned after the music. You know what's fucking fuck? You better get up, get out, and tune into this podcast. This Pat spit the truth, spit the real fact. Nothing but the ugly, classy at the same time. Pat got the flavor, these are not the same lines. It's the politics, she been on the real grind. It could be pretty, but ugly at the same time. Just tune in, put your lock on the spin down. Ain't no need for the wait and turn her up now. What you talking about? It's real though. And cut the game, you get no play like Nintendo. You waste your time, turn the up, nothing but the ugly. Straight off the top, everything she say, you know it's funny. Full blast, this is taste of the future. Listen on your iPhone, on your desktop computer. Share it, tweet it, ain't no way to beat it. 
What you, what you, what? 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 No, I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Excuse the mess. I'm in the middle of, you know, trying to live in a place while I'm fixing another fucking place. How's, anyway. how's the Georgia game yesterday? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. We had such a good time. Yeah, I covered the spread. I'm happy. <laughs> Georgia can't whoop ass, and they whooped ass, honey. They whooped ass. Oh, let me. I'm apologizing for the people in um, uh, Omaha that I, I had to cancel. It wasn't for the Georgia game. It was for other things that you will see coming up. But it was uh, it was more business. So I know that's my second time canceling. I promise you, I won't cancel again. Next time, if I have a, a very important TV gig, I cancel the TV gig for you guys. But something at the last minute that was kind of big popped up, and I had to go do it. Can you talk? Anyway. Can you talk about it? Because I saw it on Instagram, and it, it the teases from Quisha were wild. I did, I did, while I did do wilding out that week too. I had some other stuff too. I can't talk about, but I had a uh, wilding out, which was, <laughs> which was something different for me because. You know, I'm not, I feel like I'm a little too old for wilding out. And I, I really got there and I'm all these young people and I'm like, I'm a little out of place. Can, can you explain it? Because I haven't seen it since I was a damn near teenager. What is it now? Uh, it's the same thing. You play these games and I think, I don't, I'm, I've never like really been into wilding out because it's, to me it was for young people. I've watched it here and there. But, um, you know, they got an old school team and then a new school. And I'm old school, of course, because I'm old as fuck. And so, you know, you play around with the game and you come up with, a, you know, some quick stuff in your head. And at the end, it was like a rap battle. And I can't rap. OK, y'all <laughs> know I can't even sing. So I'm, you know, I said, I can't really rap. So I said, tell me when to jump in. So when, when the time for me to jump in after the rap ended and we started joining, and that, that's my that's why I'm strong. Yeah, I, I could imagine how great you were because that's your specialty. <laughs> and so one guy was like, uh, you you look like a you look like a fat Jess hilarious. <laughs> I said, me? <laughs> I said, me, Ruben Stutter, when your career is over. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody came with a Monique joke and I lit they ass to Chicago and back. <laughs> I ain't do nothing but dry set. And you little nigga, and you, and you, and Nick Cannon grabbed me. And then I was cursing. You know, you can curse, but I ain't fucking know. I was going to fuck up Nick Cannon. I'm like, call down me, pay you want. I said, oh, y'all know I was a muscle bitch in school. I got, uh-uh, no, let me get these niggas back. And I had to tear their ass up. <laughs> Have you checked to see if you're pregnant? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Don't Nick, think Nick came so. and grabs you. I'm, I'm just saying, just check. What about, what about Quisha or Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> they might be pregnant, but not I. That shit don't work. <laughs> but it was, it was a fun time. I had a really good time doing that show, and I'm so glad I did it. I really am. But you know, I've, I always doubt myself sometimes like that. Uh, so you know. Like I when I saw you were on it, that to, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's the perfect show for her. It's just the way that you and Ikea go back at each other, the stuff you do on stage with people that are disrupting. Like, that's like if there were a show that fit your skill set for like just talking shit like that, you know, like that's perfect. But it's so funny you doubt yourself. 
Y'all can't hear that in my background, can y'all? Is that the, the no, child that, that you have trapped in the closet? <laughs> I'm at my other brother's house. We were doing Labor Day, and I'm in his office, but they tell, are wild, tell those kids so. to shut the fuck up, scream it right now. <laughs> Do it like she does. <laughs> but yeah, so it was really fun. I'm so glad I did. It was it was fucking I had a good time. I had a good time. So this week I'm going out to um I'm going out to uh normally it was hundred birthday party. Oh wow. <laughs> a, congrats on making a hundred, but B, that's how you badass. go from wilding out to a hundred year old birthday. Party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Only you, Miss Pat. Only you. <laughs> I know, right? Go from nigga shit to straight white, white, white shit. <laughs> what are you gonna bring, Norman Lear? Cotton? What do you? What do you? What do you get the man who's I hope not. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I was actually shocked they invited me. I was like, they invite me to normal little birthday, me to normal little birthday party. So um, uh, I'm going to the end and I'm going to the Emmys. Yeah. Oh, wow. So so yeah. the Emmys are tomorrow night. We're recording this on Sunday night. So it's tomorrow night, right? No, I wouldn't be sitting here if it was tomorrow night. Oh, okay. It's next, it's next Monday. Oh, okay. I thought it was Monday. So I, I go from his birthday party and I fly to... LA to go to a, a Emmy party, then the Emmys, and then I fly. No, I'm sorry, I fly from his birthday party. I do Raleigh. I fly back to LA to do Emmy, the Emmy party, and then the Emmy, um, the Emmys, and then I fly off to New York. Do you have to do a costume change in between, like the Emmy party and the Emmys? No, well, I can't go to the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dress. My the way my design is, it snaps a loop, and I'm in a whole different outfit. Okay, okay. This is the first time I spent that much money on outfits. Do you want to tell us? Uh I spent like eight grand on the outfit. That is a lot, <laughs> but like for it, please I'm tell not... me you're taking it back after the Emmys. <laughs> like I those did. red shoes. <laughs> I, no, I actually had this this dress made. I had it made. I feel like that's not an outrageous amount of money for an Emmys dress, though. Not what the stars will pay, I you know. Yeah, it's not. But um, I I hate to break it to you, nigga. You are a star. What are you talking about? Right? (laughs) I mean, you could probably go and tell somebody else. Oh, thirty thousand. Oh, sure. I'd be like thirty thousand. Let's look for another bitch. You know who didn't get invited to Norman Lear's birthday party? Dion and I. You did. (laughs) You're a star. (laughs) So um um i'm looking forward to that and i'm looking for the outfit is really pretty it's nothing like it's nothing like I, I had on the bet awards it's like real snowy and it's and i you know it I'm was custom excited. made for you right it was custom made yeah it was custom made so i'm i'm looking forward to it i can't wait you're to not see gonna it. have a nip slip like janet jackson are you <laughs> uh, no i'm not gonna, no my nipples don't slip did you, did you <laughs> guys see the if my nipple slip, you have to pan the camera down. <laughs> <laughs> is that no. is that a bunion? Oh no, that's her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bitch got a mole on her tit. Look, that is her nipple. <laughs> that's what will happen. But um, I'm looking forward to this. I have a busy week coming up. Yeah. So, how many days is it going to take you to prepare for the Emmys? Like, do you have pra- Do you have like practice makeup, practice hair? Like, you do have practice hair. 
Um, I already had a makeup guy, but uh, we do have practice hair. Yeah, so I'll probably start tomorrow with the practice hair. But you you're know, not going to use that one. No, I'm not going to use this one. This is actually the hair I had on, at Georgia game last night. No. You, you know what? We've never we have not talked about season two yet, and I want to say that my favorite scene was when you were talking to a younger version of yourself about your hair. It made me cry because it resonated with me and my feelings of my own insecurity too. Like I thought that was the most beautiful scene of a TV show I've seen in a long time. Well, we better win an Emmy for that. Okay. Yeah. That was my (laughs) idea. That was all me. (laughs) I texted you too. I go, is that really how your mom talked to you? And yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you talk about the little girl? The the little girl was great. Yeah, the hiring process. Like, how many little girls did you go through? Like, no, her forehead too big. Well, (laughs) well, what happened was, like, (laughs) we're in our third season now, our second season at the second season at a time. I really don't, you know, we casting is different. So you send out, they'll send out the the, the strip, and then you know, it's, it's blocked by who they think is good. And then we'll look at who they think is good, but I don't really look anymore. I after they after Jordan picked, I said, "Well, let me see it." Okay. And then the little girl ended up looking like me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so but she was so good. She was the the it was so many takes of that. Well, you was there, right, Dion? No, I wasn't there for season two. <laughs> well, um, it was quite a few takes of it, and I, to the point where I said, "I can't keep doing it." But like it was, it was very emotional for me. I, I don't think the little girl know how emotional it was for me. It was Jordan's idea to do a flashback because he didn't even like flashback. I just wanted a way to show how my mama was and how the trauma for black hair start. Any trauma, which what, what you tell the kids. That's why I'm, today I'm fifty years old and I'm always. I feel. I'm the type of person, I always have to dig myself out of a hole. I was like, oh, that's not for me. You're not going to do a good job. I always, then that's how I feel like I won. So, with, you know, black hair was a trauma for me. Saying those things that my mama said, that's why I always took my kids to the fucking beauty salon. Because I didn't want to say those things. Yeah. Because I know what it felt like to have those things said to her. So, Gariana got her first point perm at two years old. So did Ashley. It, every week. And I made sure of that. So you were perming a two-year-old's hair. That's a little early. It's <laughs> a lot of early. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little early. Oh, well, that's what I did. But thank you. Ever that's the, that episode has been getting talked about so fucking Man, much. It, yeah, and, like it was just like that scene, and I don't think it was just because I know you and I know like the stories you've told here and read your book and like. We're friends. It just everybody's got that stuff where you just think about when you're a little kid and you're just like, man, you know. And and you look back and you can talk. If you could talk to yourself, I like, I don't know. Just it, that scene stuck out to me. I don't know if that's like the most talked about scene, but that whole episode, I thought that was so good. I overall, I thought season two had like stronger jokes. Like the acting was better. Like you could tell it really. Like, I can't wait to see season three because you just went from two into three. So, like, I'm sure you guys are just rolling, you know? So, I thought it was great. Season three, 
is even better. I think so. What, what do you think, Dan? Have you watched two? I've I've seen uh, like four or five episodes. I haven't finished it yet. But um, for me, season two compared to season one, like I've, you can see where they kind of let you guys play around a little bit more. Like it wasn't as much pressure because of season one. You know, you you, you have built up the all the accolades from season one. So season two, you got a little bit more freedom. So the jokes were, you know, even bigger than the first year. And then in season three, you know, they know what you guys are capable of and they give you the freedom to do it. So uh, as far as from two to three, the progression of what you guys were allowed to get away with, as opposed to season one where they weren't so sure and then you guys knocked it out of the park and then season two, they're like, okay. And then season three, Chris, you, you, you know, the episode you yeah. came and saw, that was just, that was just like the tip of the iceberg compared to what we did to all of season three. So uh, the, the growth, you know, you spoke on it. She, she's so much more confident in her acting too. Like yeah, that was, it was hugely, it's really noticeable. That's what really jumped out, out, out for me watching uh, the few episodes that I've seen is, how much more confident you were in all your acting. I knew you my were confident when you said is, three weeks ago, you're like, fuck, I didn't even memorize my lines. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to wing it. You, well, season one, you were terrified, and now you're winging it. I was like, all right, this is going to be good. But it comes through, and you nail it, and it was really good. And like that scene where you're talking to yourself, you, were, you weren't it was the best kind of acting because you could see you were like living it. It was sort of like season one when you're talking to your ex. You know, that's those are the scenes that I like the most where you're just kind of like, I can tell it's a healing moment for you. And I thought that was like a really special thing that I, I definitely wanted to talk about because I wanted to hear you talk about it. Well, it's more of like I learned to connect like season one is like I in the first part of season one. It was more of memorizing the lines and reading the lines. And, you know, I had such great actors around me that helped me shine a lot, too, because the people. If it was a bunch of people who couldn't act, then everything would be fucked up, no matter how good the lines are. But with me, it was such veterans, veteran, veteran actors, and they just, you know, they just, they propped me up. And, you know, over the time with an acting coach that I still have, I just learned to, you know, I got better. I learned to connect. When you connect with a scene and you really feel that person, it's it's crazy. It's like if during the week I never connect with Jay Bernard because I know I need to act like I'm his wife and I know what Jordan is expecting from me. So during the week I reject him. I ain't connecting with you. I tell him that all the time, don't I, Dion? Because when 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 old lights on action, then I connect with it and then I can feel him. Is that because you ignore Garrett in real life and that's you're you're a method actor or <laughs> no no no? Is it because <laughs> It's because I've learned over over the last two two or three seasons, I've learned like it's when acting to make it seems real. That's why people be like, sometimes people be talking on internet. I be like, y'all, that is not my husband. Uh, like like the whole uh, if you watch the the, the finale, the abortion episode, then it's like, how can you do your husband like that, bitch? That is not my husband. This is TV, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. Over the years, I've just over the past three seasons, you know, with the acting improving, and I'm learning what certain how 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 to connect and how to act. It just it's crazy because when I hit that flow and those lights going and it's action, 
I really feel like Tammy is my sister. I really feel like those are my kids. Like they, like those kids are grown. And I'd be like, don't cuss in front of me. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I just watched um the new Elvis movie, which was really good. And the guy who plays Elvis talked about that. He's like, when you're in the suit, you're in the hair, you're on the stage, you're with the band, there's a screaming crowd. It's really hard not to click into that feeling of like being him in that moment and like going with the flow and just like feeling it, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's why and then also the, the, the what's great about my show is the cast it was cast so well so we all got chemistry you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. no when me and tammy's together is gold the relationship that me and J- jay bernard display is gold so people at home say that I, these people talk and act like we do like we're real sisters that have real fucking problems we're real husband and wife i mean to them we're real husband and wife. They have real problems. You know what I'm saying? We're not making Jay Renata. We're not making our relationship to be out like it's a fucking fairy tale. Everybody got fucking issues. So I, I, that's, I think, honestly, that's why the people like the show so much. And we, the way, the way we bond together, it almost seemed like it's just unreal. And it, people, I, people stop me all the time like, oh my God, the, the way you talk, I just cannot believe it. I'm like, ain't this how everybody's all? They be like, it, yeah. It's it's funny because like being on the floor watching it, like when you hear a cut and then you hear action, you can see the the characters actually come to life in the situation of the scenes. So like, you know, when when say for example, Tammy's not on, on in a scene, she's just Tammy Roman. But the moment it's called for Denise, like her presence is felt in the room. Like the, all the characters come to life when it's, uh, when, when the lights come on, it's, it's a weird thing to watch because you talk to them and they're, you know, it's just Miss Pat. It's just Jay Bernard, but to see Terry and Pat come to life when they're, when they yell action, like they're like, it's like they become other people in that moment. But it's 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 a real tangible thing. It's weird to watch. Like you could when they yell cut, you know, Pat'll say something funny and it, it goes back to being, you know, comedian Miss Pat. But when they yell action, she's uh Terry's wife. Like that's a real thing that you can you can watch, especially from season one to season two and then season two to season three. Like I've noticed it. I was like, what the chemistry escalates each episode. And by the time season three comes out, it's just gonna, and you really feel like they are family. Like just watching the little intricacies of uh, action and cut. Like it's so amazing how all of you guys connect like that. Even uh, with, with, with Vince and uh, Junebug, like they are like brothers offset. But when they, when they yell action, they really like that. That chemistry just comes a lot. It's amazing to watch. It is. <laughs> and, and that's why people that's why people love the show. I mean, because it's like, you know, it, and one of the things I hear a lot about the show is like, hey, I'm going to cast this show. I have to give the credit to uh, Debbie Allen and, and Jordan. And the producer, I only cast Junebug. I was like, I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That's Junebug right there. You know, that's the one I really like. He has his little like, 
cheeky. But he, yeah. It, Rihanna nails Gary on Yeah. Yeah, asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but love him. Season three, his acting, he did something that's going to shock everybody. <laughs> like when he. You know what I'm talking about, Yeah. But that's the funny thing about it, though, because when he's not acting, he's not an asshole at all. He's like the nicest person in the world it's like, he yeah. really he really he really brings that character to life it is crazy because uh, you know tammy's not like that offset either she's you know she's not denise but when when it's time for her to be denise like the way she pulls that mask over and becomes like i don't see her as tammy i don't see jay bernard as jay bernard when they're on set in in the scenes like you you really think terry is a real person that's how good they are. It's like Junebug when he took that uh, drone footage of your property and put himself in it and waved, you know, just just little nonsense like that. I So we, we talked about my visit on a Patreon episode. Um, what I noticed was most of the cast and crew and audience and the majority of the room was black. And if there's any tension amongst anybody, I ha- you can't detect it. Like it just seems like a it's really, f- you can. It just seems like a really fun atmosphere. The audience is really into it. Miss Sophia is amazing. Like how much does the fact that, like, it's it's an, a mostly black production play into that comfort level? If it does, well, you know, let's be honest. With black people, they have a hard time getting behind the camera. I mean, that's just it's uh, Let's be honest. Most what, of the do you, white what do you world, mean? What do you mean? Like, like it's from from construction to props. It's so it's it's on the Miss Pat show. Over two hundred people that works on that show on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So I've learned in production, black people have a hard time getting in. They have a hard time getting into props. They have a hard time getting into transportation. Every department, you know, they might if it's a black show, they hurry up and throw a black hairstyle in there. Because white women can't really do our hair or they'll throw a black makeup artist. Maybe not so hard in that department if it's a black production. But usually if you go to places, no matter who the sitcom, you see all white people. Um, I didn't ask for black or white. I did ask for diversity. I didn't say you got to go out and get uh, 90 black people. I said, let's do some diversity. And we got a few white camera people. And women. The the thing I love the most is when it's two women that comes and work behind the camera. And I I ask for them every year. I love these two women because they come in. I love to just see women doing what what, what supposedly men can only fucking do. Ashley said that women, too. I heard her say it. <laughs> <laughs> but they come in and they rock out every fucking time. One of them worked for CNN. And she had to leave a little early when we got picked up for season three. Oh, we had a COVID thing and she had to leave. But each time, I mean, I want to see women in, in strong places. I want to see people of color in strong places. I want to see, I want to see, you know, I just want to see everybody rise. You know, I asked for the same boom operator back every year. He's a white guy. I love him. The guy over construction, he's white. I mean, I had a, a black guy come down from California who did the sound. I had a uh, the Chinese guy. What did he do, Gary? The Mexican. It was a Mexican this year. Gary on the hung out with his uh, uh, his son all the time. 
So Mexico. So many microaggressions happening here. No, <laughs> we talk about diversity. Him and his son, because they, they caught a plane with me back to California. So I just ask for diversity because I think it's a beautiful thing when we can all work amongst each other and create something so beautiful, which is the Miss Pat show. Another thing um, that helped though too was how you constructed the atmosphere around it. Like you you didn't um sorry about that. You didn't you weren't arrogant about it. Like it really felt like family, whether it was production or 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 props or sound, everybody felt like family. It wasn't like, oh, I'm a star, don't talk to me. From from season one, I don't know about season two, but from season one and season three, I noticed it just felt like, you know, everybody was family. Like we were all on the same page. I didn't notice any type of squabbling whatsoever and miss pat's walking yeah. around really approachable talking to everybody you know like i don't know i imagine on some sets the star isn't actually doing that oh no 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 they they, they in their rooms and you got to speak to another person while they sitting there and that person tell you what they said even though they just heard for their damn self what they just said <laughs> no i'm not like that you know i want everybody to be oh, you tell us that they um I just want everybody to be happy. I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And, you know, that's why I say don't separate us when it's time to eat. We all go out here and we eat together. You know, we all should be able to speak and say good morning to each other. We should all be able to have a conversation with, you know, as long as it's an appropriate conversation. If I got time to stop and talk to you, I'm going to stop and talk to you. If I don't have time, I'll let you know. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. The production location, it, it's six times bigger than I thought it was in my mind. I don't know. I guess when you think about a studio, you sort of think of SNL, like where it's the stage right with it. But like the place is huge. The whole production is just enormous. Everybody who comes in there be like, I've never been to a set where somebody had six swing sets up. And swing sex are a different location. Like it might be a bathroom, a bedroom, it might be the mall, it might be this, it might be that. And I remember we had one guest, they was like, I've never, I've been in TV 20 years and I've never seen this many fucking sets on on a on a swing sex on a on a set before. I said, Yeah, thanks to Jordan. <laughs> She's not talking about sex swing. She's talking about swing sets. Swing sets. Yeah. I mean sets. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I missed out on all the swing sex while I was down there. Damn. The whole time she's like, it was in the bathroom. It was in the mall. It was I was like, ah! I didn't realize I was saying swing sex. <laughs> swing sex. S E T S. What's the what's the reaction been like um from the network or like in terms of viewership or I know the crack babies killed it like the first two weeks because you got I mean I don't know tell me to edit this out if you can't say it but that two weeks got you greenlit by the end of the two weeks for season two because so many people watched it has how how was it this time we haven't heard yet I, you know, I don't know why we haven't heard yet, but we haven't heard yet. So if y'all ain't doing anything, just please turn your TVs on and let it run. Let it run, 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 please. Even if you just got to put it on and go to work, just keep it on. But I'm quite sure it's doing pretty good. You know, we in the, hopefully we're in the middle of, of making season four. 
you know, she's, I've got to the point where this is a show that could, and people didn't believe in it. And so many people, it was a show, a different show. And it was something that the industry was not used to. And I look at it like this is going to be what it's going to be. I got, so far I have three seasons out of it and I have an Emmy nomination. So I ain't worried about shit. You Every know, time I, I see an ad for Hulu, I kind of laugh to myself like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, who was that? Uh, gave up. Who the, was that said no? Was that Puff Daddy said no to Pink? Uh, I I don't think I don't think so. He might have. No, 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 no. It was a guy who did TLC. What's his name? Uh, the face worker said no to Pink. Oh yeah, we'll talk about regrets. Oh my God! You know, it's Jack because the Backstreet or was the Back Backstreet Boys and ninety. 98 Degrees, they used to use his studio when he would play in Orlando and he could assign them to record deals. He he, he declined on it. So you just never know. You never know. You never know. It, I mean, you, it, it, and you I always tell, I always tell them in a meeting, scared money don't make no money, so let's get this money. And you, you getting know, it. You, you, <laughs> you, got, you got to take a chance on it. You literally have to take a chance on it. I mean, just five years ago, I didn't have an overall deal. I didn't have a number one TV show. I wasn't nominated for any. You were on Harry Mandel's podcast? Harry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a white man mixed up. <laughs> oh, he threw me off when he said, you still sexual? I'm like, nigga, are you still sexual? <laughs> I knew it threw you off because normally you normally you'd have a comeback, but you were like taken aback. And you're like, "Are you sex?" Like, yeah. So he threw me off, asking me about sexual acts. I'm like, "What the fuck? Are you sexual? Nigga, you older than me. Your shit up gave out for mine. You know, I'm like, I was just shocked. How many asked me about sexual? Acts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to it? I didn't listen to it yet. No, but I saw the clip and I la- I watched the clip like six times. <laughs> I was actually shocked he asked me that. It was a good interview. I had a good time. Beautiful studio over there. A beautiful studio. Beautiful studio. What podcasts have you done lately that people could go listen to that you especially liked? Howard Mandel is one of them. Okay. Um, I'm getting ready to do a rappers. I won't say who, but I'm getting ready to do his. Um. Uh, is it that uh, I, is it that AI rapper that got canceled for being racist? <laughs> fucking Jesus, this is the dumbest Ooh. fucking idea. That, that artificial intelligence rapper that a white kid made that said the N word and got canceled. <laughs> I sent that to Miss Pat and she called me, picked up the phone, and all I heard was, <laughs> and then she hung up. <laughs> I, I, that was the shortest record deal ever. They cut, they cut the lights off on this nigga. <laughs> they said, unplug this motherfucker. <laughs> what made them white boys think they can say nigga like that? Boy, you give a you give a white man a rope he'll use. <laughs> Not yet anyway. <laughs> Had that fucking black rap out there dancing like he white. Then you go call him. Say, <laughs> 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 
Let's see if I can pull it up. <laughs> that was just the trial run. They gonna have another. Watch, watch what I tell you. They gonna have another one. A nigga saying nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they oh. lost a million dollars. A bill. How much? How much he sound for? It was Capitol Records. <laughs> But I don't know how much, but I watched it. I saw it. I started laughing. I was like, this is the most Amos and Andy step and fetch it. Like, this is what, oh, like a racist conception of what a rapper is like. And I started laughing. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. He had a million TikTok followers, too. Did he lose them all? Yeah. He ain't making no more music. They unplugged his ass. This is the one that made me laugh the hardest. I put a hibachi grill in my Rolls Royce. A hobachi. <laughs> Just dumb. A robot talking about where he bring his hoes. What kind of dumb shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get your 8-bit dick away from me. <laughs> FN Mika. <laughs> no. Ridiculous. What's that thing you use that save your mess? You save USB. Your, your USB. <laughs> this is where I bring my hoes. You think, uh, I call it my hobachi. Ho- my you know hobachi. how many rappers about to try to have a hibachi in it? It's <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid. Did y'all see that video of the uh, guy that was? Uh, driving down no. the wrong side of the road. No, nigga, fuck that. Wait, the raccoon <laughs> with the black kid. <laughs> no. I haven't seen that. They done posted that video like 13 times in the pad down. How have you not seen it? <laughs> I have. I, I don't know. The raccoon, the black kid, they picking him up like a cat. So he said, the daddy was on that yesterday. They said, you ain't worried about the raccoon? He said, the raccoon vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. They was carrying the raccoons like they was little babies, like they was toddlers or something. He said, he said, the mama, the mama gonna get you. The mama down the street. The mama down the street. But them kids, with her hair was braided, she looked like she'll whoop a raccoon head. And okay, the little sister was so cross eyed. I think I found it. I think I found it. You guys tell me. That little sister was so cross eyed. Uh, look at the little sister it? right here. Yeah, look at him. The fuck they is true. Uh-uh, don't bring it too close. Fuck that. <laughs> Where did y'all get the raccoon from? Uh, his mama, um, boyfriend had, um... Mama boyfriend. No, her mama boyfriend had... She got the wrong baby daddy. <laughs> oh, wow, y'all better they be... They definitely live right down there. Y'all better be careful because if the mama raccoon see it, they, she gonna attack y'all. I know she live down there. And those things carry rabies. They took a blood test. They took a <laughs> blood <laughs> test. Oh my god, y'all is crazy. Fuck. Nah, stay back. Stay the fuck back. <laughs> oh my god, y'all is crazy. Oh shit. All right. All right, y'all, go ahead. Y'all better be careful with them things, man. 
Be careful. Huh? Hold on. Jeez, I didn't even notice that. Got to be kidding What y'all feeding them? Cat food. Cat food. They don't eat hot stuff. They don't eat hot stuff for apples. They don't eat hot stuff for apples. All right, y'all be careful with them. Oh, the little kid wants to see the picture. You know, watch the YouTube version of this if you want to see the video. <laughs> they don't eat hot stuff or apples. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a cat food. Oh, well, I said they, they I don't think them baby knew them raccoon. I think they actually thought it were cats with, with different feet. <laughs> 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 Yeah, did you hear that little girl? That little cross-eyed baby. Bless her heart. She was so cute. She said, Daddy. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, I didn't hear that. She said, Daddy. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 oh, them cute them goddamn raccoon. And then the daddy came on. Go look at the daddy in the room. He's ignorant. Ah. Oh. <laughs> the dad came on and said, the, the raccoon was vegetarian. He won't worry about them eating up the kids. I said, Lord, how much? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me look for it. Now, what was the video you talking about, uh, Dion? They, my Twitter is wild. You know that. There was a guy driving on the right side of the road. On the other side of the road, there was a car going in the opposite direction. The traffic was supposed to be going. And he chasing the car like, where we at, Nigeria? I can't believe this shit. He's like, yo, they on the wrong side of the road. And he followed the car until they smacked into somebody else. The people in the comments was dragging the shit out of his car because all his engine lights was on. <laughs> 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 that nigga said, if y'all so worried about my car, buy me a new one. Then the news... The local news channel was like, hey, we want to reach out to get this video. Would you be willing to give us this video? That nigga said, pay me and I'll give you the video. <laughs> so all these comments was like, yeah, he owned a copyright to it. He can't, y'all got to pay that man for his video. <laughs> One person said, just get the nigga a new car. <laughs> a little taste of what's to come. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit, that, that, I didn't see that one. Oh my God, it was crazy. The dude was doing at least 60. And uh, the guy on the other side of the road smacked the fuck out of somebody. I hope nobody died. I, I, I didn't. I don't even know what state it was in, but uh, it was. This shit was crazy. The, the comments had me rolling though. Oh, did y'all see the the chasing today? So this guy was chasing his another black car was chasing a white car, and he ran the white car into the wall and robbed him for twenty thousand dollars into a pole. I mean, he was hitting this car. I thought people thought it was a movie being filmed. Oh, geez. I think it was in California. It was not a fucking movie. They literally, it was all over, NAS all over Instagram was a fucking robbery for $20,000. <laughs> That's not enough money to stop robbing people. $20,000 don't go quick when you got to get a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because nigga, everybody had you on tape. He got the car, Buster Wonder. I don't know if he was shooting in the car, whatever was going on. But I'm like, uh, dude, they see you. They really see you. 
I seen another video. Let me see if I can go find it. Hold on. Yeah, fuck McDuffin. I'm gonna whoop his ass at that party. Is that McDuffin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on the fence about coming. I I I think we got him though. He's a very private person. I have people ask me about him. I know nothing. Because he about always him. talking shit. That's why. Yeah. I, I love McDuffin. Me too. He's so me funny. Too. Mm-hmm. I love him with a big ass stick upside his head. <laughs> I'm trying to find this video of that man speak. That shit was insane. I can't find the video of the so the guy that posted the video of the raccoon kids, he got that that take got taken down. Yeah, for real. So he posted another one saying that he took it down. So I, I don't I don't know about the dad. So maybe the dad, the dad was, was like interview. That'd be cool as hell though if you're a little kid and you had re- pet raccoons though. Yeah, you sideways. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying I'm trying to find that video. FaceTiming with my great grandfather. <laughs> that better? Yeah. Oh, where the fuck is this video? I seen another video where dude he he carjacked like nine people. <laughs> he was they he was on a chase for like forty five minutes. He he kept crashing into other people's cars, and then I when they I would get out it. to check the damage, he <laughs> would hop in their car. <laughs> I think I saw that one too. Crazy boy, are dude. wild. They're fucking wild. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.